Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's a lot of confusion and rumors out there about marijuana. Let's clear that up with some science. Fact, our brains are still developing until age 25. And using marijuana before then can actually cause changes in our memory. That's because THC, the active chemical in weed, attaches to receptors in the hippocampus, the part of your brain that creates memories. And memory problems can affect every part of your life. So whether you vape, smoke, or use edibles, it can affect your brain all the same. Learn more marijuana science at unfazedva.com. Hi, uh, I hope you like this restaurant. Thanks for coming out with me. So tell me, what do you do? Oh, yeah, I'm an investing app. Oh, wow. The one that lets people diversify their portfolios with fine art? Uh, that's my cousin, Masterworks. Do you have their number? Oh, come on, not again. What? I just want to invest in an asset class that's more stable than my love life. Learn more at masterworks.io and use promo code DATE. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash DC. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the Goldilocks Productions presentation of the In the Psychic Flow Show with Caroline Carey. Hey everyone, good evening. So great to see you all. Thank you for joining us here in the Psychic Flow, where we explore the magical, the mystical, and everything in between. We have a wonderful guest for you this evening that I'm sure you're going to be delighted with. She is a very special person from New Jersey that I met several years ago and I think set me on this crazy path. Um, Mine didn't take as many twists and turns as hers has. But uh, Jane Darty, Psychic Jane Darty, is with us tonight. She has a, a wonderful background in everything. She is was a skeptic, wrote a book called Awakening the Mystic Gift, where she went from say, uh, skeptic to psychic. Very interesting tale. Um, and it has many, many accolades and a lot of experience. She has been called um, one of the top 20 in the United States uh, psychics by Dr. Hans Holzer. And also she is uh, had media coverage from everywhere, New York Times, CNN, New York Post, Fox Network. She's been on 200 radio shows. 
She had her own uh, radio show. She was a co-host for 20 years. So I know she's working on her another book, an e-book. So we're going to talk to her about that tonight uh, heavily. And she is excellent at predicting the future, working with the police, criminal cases, a mail fraud case as well, uh, spirit and ghost investigator, TV star of Dead Tenants on TLC, which I absolutely loved. You are the leading authority on psychic experiences, Jane. If you catch her on Facebook at uh, Jane Darty Psychic Medium, you will see she has toured ancient Egypt. She's run tourists there talking about ex- exploration, archaeology, what's going on there, the pyramids, the whole bit. Also, you can see on Facebook, Mystic Cafe. You can talk to Jane about her ancient crystal skulls, which she's quite fond of, actually. She's a guardian of one of the special skulls. She met with a shaman there, a shaman. Uh, that was correct, right? And the and the is the skull the skull called Nia? No, skull is called Maya. Oh, Maya, Maya. Okay, skull is called Maya. So Jane Darty, thank you for joining us tonight. What have I forgotten? There are so many accolades. Um, I I've been to a séance with you. You were phenomenal. As a matter of fact, you did um, Harry Houdini yes. seance. I mean, that is an honor. Yes. It and was. very exciting. That's on your Facebook page. Uh, let's see what else. You did a major mail fraud case. You've done murder cases, right? You were the president of the New Jersey, uh, excuse me, of the Jersey Society of Parapsychology, which provides research and support to this field. I think that you are probably a pioneer. Yes. And it's got to be 30 years now you've been doing this work, right? It's over 30 years. That's right. It's amazing. So, Jane, so talk to us about whatever you'd like to talk about. First, we're going to question you heavily about your new book. Your, your first book, Awakening the Mystic Gift, which is still available mm-hmm. and fabulous. Your journey going from skeptic to psychic. What made you go there? What even made you, what made you curious? What made me curious is at the time I actually went to the mall to get a birthday gift for my sister and I saw a psychic fair going on. And I just couldn't believe how many people were lined up to get a psychic reading. So after I got the gift, I decided to, okay, let me try this. And I got a reading with someone and I actually (laughs) walked away afterwards and saying, no way that this could be possible. And that psychic told me that I would be a famous psychic and I, you know, I'd be divorced from my husband, all these things. And I just did not believe it. So what happened is it got me more curious because I was wanting to prove or disprove whether this ability was real or not. So it led me to over 150 psychics trying to determine if it was real and how did it work and all of those things. I was a high school teacher, so I loved being able to explore. And so I just got hooked into it that way to find out whether it was real or not. And then once I realized that 
150 psychics were basically telling me all the same thing. It, it was the hook to get me, okay, I need to do something about it. So that's when I set out to actually develop the ability. But not, I, I did not intend to do readings or seances or anything like that. I simply intended to determine how real it was, how it worked, and then teach others about the ability. But I didn't intend to do the actual work of it. But that's where it led me to a lot of places. Your work and your experience has gone from being a psychic medium, doing seances, hypnosis, hypnosis, relaxation techniques, past life regression, the crystal skull. You've been uh, in a movie with Christopher Atkins. Yes. You've been off Broadway. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You've met aliens. Yes, I have met aliens. (laughs) Is there anything you haven't done? You know, looking back, I don't think so. I have been all over. The experiences I've had has been incredible. Uh, Sometimes my cousin, who was was a uh, county prosecutor, when he knows some of the things that have gone on, he'll say to me, "I, I lived a charmed life. And I would say, yes, I agree, I have. I've even experienced psychic surgery. And that's, oh, good. that's mm-hmm. not around right now. But when I was beginning, you know, 30 years ago, um, that was a popular thing. It was something yes. that people were exploring. And you really couldn't have them come here legally or it couldn't be announced that you were actually going to go do this. So but now you don't you don't find it at all. But I did that out of curiosity, too, to see what that was. And there was a whole different climate uh, when you began. Yes, it was very different back then. Uh, you didn't have everything going on. I had to keep it in the closet, so to speak. You just didn't let people know you were exploring this ability. In fact, that's actually how I lost my marriage, because my husband could not understand what I was doing. You know, I was a good Catholic girl and he just didn't understand what in the world I was going. Neither did my mother and sister. You know, they gave me a hard time in the beginning. You know, ultimately they accepted it. But in the beginning, you know, the the climate was so different. You couldn't talk about this. People made fun of you. They made jokes. Nobody took you seriously. Right. You know, and it's really evolved. And I, I was, in a sense, a pioneer because I did the first uh, public ghost tours and seances in New Jersey. So yes, I saw you um, in the Amboys yes. at the Governor's Mansion, uh, which is the first, correct me if I'm at the Propriety House. Yes. Which is the only still standing royal, royal governor's property, yes. right, of that mm-hmm. mansion of that type in the United States. Yes. I believe there's one, but it's a creation in the, in the, where is it? In the Virginia area. It's an actual uh, recreation, but not the actual one. Yes. is the actual standing one. And so. you have done um, work, investigations at uh, Lizzie Borden's house in Massachusetts, yes. correct? The Palace Hotel, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The William Heath Davis home in San Diego. Yes. Propriety House, which I just mentioned. Uh, Let's see, where else? Spy House. 
the spy house. That's it. And let's see, we mentioned the uh, the governor's mansion, but you've also done when you went to the these journeys. These spirit, you were in Mexico with a shaman about the crystal skulls. You were in Egypt. Where else did I miss something? Uh, no, those were the two out of the uh, country that I went to as far as for, for the uh, crystal skulls or for my ability. I've been, you know, to Italy, but not for this work, just for my own pleasure. Now, in Jersey, you uh, did an archaeological dig on the history of New Jersey. Were you present for that? Yes, I did an archaeological dig in, um, I think it was like in the Middletown area. I'm not sure. Nobody long, it's so long ago. And what happened is this house was being moved. And they wanted a ghost investigation because there had been a lot of reports. So I went in and, you know, you could barely walk in it. It was raised, that type of thing. But the archaeologist, then he couldn't find what he was looking for. So I went out to help him. And he thought, you know, when I, my, my stomach actually is the spirits led me there. And when I got to this one section, he said, I've already looked there. I says, no, I said, you need to go three inches to the left. And sure enough, when he did that, he found what he was looking for. And it actually added to the history of New Jersey because they found uh, certain plates and things that they did not realize that this particular disease ever came to New Jersey. And it was something that they did where they actually buried all of this, the dinnerware together to, to take care of the uh, virus. So oh, it's interesting, very interesting. Wow. You never know where I'm going to be led to. And that's I know. I, it, that's one of the exciting, fascinating things about this is because I never know what's coming out at me. And, uh, you know, uh, there's always opportunities for me to do something. And, of course, I love ghost investigations. I love being able to solve a problem. Not as much of, you know, like there is today, the ghost hunters going to particular places to have fun. I call it a sport. I did it more when somebody had a problem and they needed help. Then that's right. why we go do a, a ghost investigation to help them uh, get either get rid of it or to understand it or to determine if there's anything negative there so that they could have peace with it. Uh, the Lizzie Borden house was something very different for me because that came as a result of a friend of mine in California who kept telling me I had to go to Lizzie Borden house. And I thought he was crazy. I didn't even know who Lizzie Borden was. You know, how am I going to find this house? Well, what happened is two reporters who had done a story on me uh, two or three years earlier in Cape May, I decided to contact them just to see if they knew about Lizzie Borden house. And sure enough, they knew and they had just learned that it was just opened up that summer for a bed and breakfast. Ah, yes, I read that. That's how we went. Ah. They went with me, you know, a separate car. And and my son and I went. He came to take video. And we were locked in for the night. Totally locked in. Uh, and it was, a, it was a unique experience, not just because of the ghost, but because of the people with me. The reporters got so frightened that they woke me up to go to the bathroom. And I had to go in the bathroom with them. Uh, fortunately, they were female reporters. <laughs> oh, yeah. And because they got so frightened, because what had happened is I lied on the bed, 
with that was Andrew Borden's in that bedroom. And, and there was something in the corner that was always standing, but would have activity around it. And what happened is the bed started to shake. Mm. And they, you know, about five or six people came around me and they were actually holding the bed to stop it from shaking. And then what happened is I was starting to levitate. That, oh. that just freaked the hell out of them. <laughs> that was like, oh, my God. I slept in the bed during the night. Uh, they slept in the room, uh, you know, next to me, but none, nobody else slept in beds. They decided they were all going to gather in this room and sleep on the floor because they were so upset. Wow. And also, as they went into that room, what happened is my stomach expanded. So they knew a spirit was around. And then we smelled cigar smoke, like chewing tobacco. It was, it was a smell. And later on the next morning, we found out that um, Andrew Borden used to chew tobacco. And when he was found dead, he was also found with the chewing tobacco in his pocket. So, uh, and then that's, that's when they would not, they would not sleep, you know, you know, the rest of the night. And then I was a bad girl because uh, I, well, not a bad girl. I, I scared the, the report, another reporter. He was a, a radio DJ and he was a skeptic and he was teasing and mocking. And during the seance, his mother came through and I had to ask him if he's gotten rid of the truck yet. And his eyes, he got scared because his mother, he, he promised his mother that he would get rid of the pickup truck that was like falling apart and he hadn't done it yet. He was still driving it. So his mother was mad. So that was one thing. And then about three or four in the morning, I got this urge to go down in the basement. Well, of course, they all came down there with me. They weren't going to stay alone upstairs. And now I remind you this a radio producer was mocking me the whole time that I was there. No. Okay? Teasing everything. So no. what happened is again, I located a spirit. I had the physical reaction to it. And then as I went to stand in front of him and my stomach again was expanded. So a spirit was around. He went to take a picture and all the batteries went dead. And then he knew what that meant. He started to cry. He was hysterical because he got so scared. Oh Never <laughs> funny. It's funny though. We well, there's something about you, you have a characteristic, which I assume you did not have before you developed your skills as a psychic. Um, part of your anatomy, your physicality reacts to spirit. Did you want to tell our listeners yes. and our viewers that? I have a very crazy physical reaction. When I am near spirit, my stomach will expand anywhere from three and a half to five inches. And that was measured by the Philadelphia Inquirer. Also in the TV show, they, they would measure this. And, and that's the way it's been. It started around 1988, I think it was. And it's been that way ever since. If I locate a spirit, I locate it first with a physical reaction a gut reaction, but my, my body actually will physically extend. Um, I can't give you any explanation for it, except that when I began doing this work, I'm very, very sensitive as a person. So in order for me to read a person, I take their energy and I bring it to me is what I do. And then I'll close my eyes and uh, it'll, you know, form images in my mind. So when I, you know, did the investigation, I felt that I'm just so sensitive that that's how I react. Uh, 
I have since learned that um, England has done research and they feel that our stomach actually has a, a brain in it. So that may be why instead of here, there's also one here. And then that's what my stomach is reacting to. And it reacts in such a way that I can do a ghost investigation and de determine whether it's a male, a female, or a child based on the way it grips me. So it's been a very reliable tool over the years. But of course, it's a funny tool. <laughs> it's like, you know, who would think, you know, that something like that would happen? And no, I, don't, actually, I don't know if I've ever heard of that happening to anyone else. No, you won't. You won't hear of it. Anybody. There's been nobody because people have questioned me about that. And there's no one. Oh, there's one person that contacted me from England. And she said it doesn't happen exactly like what happened. She just gets a little kind of sensation. But yeah. remind, you will physically see it expand. And I have seen it in person, and it actually does that. And uh, it's quite bizarre, but, you know. Yes, it, it is There's no question about it. <clears throat> I think it is, too. I've actually had medical doctors uh, on my ghost tour examining me when my stomach was expanded. And what did they think? Well, they felt that it felt almost as though when they uh, put gas in a person when they during surgery. Oh, okay. How the stomach will expand. Mm -hmm. uh, that and uh, my actual my medical doctor, who's actually operated on my stomach for a hernia. Um, I asked him, "Is there any reason, physical reason, that this would happen to me?" And he looked at me. He says, "I don't know if I can tell you this in a straight face or not." And he said, no, there's no medical reason for it. Uh, that he, he, and he's, you know, he does surgery on, on stomach. So he said, there's no reason for it. He says, something does make your stomach expand. So I guess from that, yeah, I guess you can conclude among other things, that you're definitely on the right path, right? After all that. Yes. Well, it's led me to things too, like, like the archaeological dig. My stomach is what led me. Um, I went to where the Hindenburg was. I can't think of the name of the place now in, in New Jersey. And I had no idea where it was. And I directed the driver of the car exactly where to go based on what my stomach was telling me and how my stomach would expand and go in this area and that right to the location. So it's a very, very unusual physical reaction, but very reliable. When you, um, so it's, it's, it's almost like a pendulum kind of yes. thing. Um, when you were on the like archaeological dig, is that, did you experience that as well? Yes. That, okay. So that gives you direction. It gives you sex um, of a person, yeah. a spirit. It's very interesting. Some people, I guess, you know, I kind of guess it's like a, a natural reaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do things like the hair going up on the back of your neck. I guess. Right. I don't know. It's just that, you know, that part of me is very sensitive. And remember years ago in ancient times, no one believed the third eye was here. They responded with a gut feeling and they felt that their third eye was in the stomach. Ah. So, you know, this third eye here is something new, but in ancient times, that's what they felt. It was in their gut is what they would listen to. 
So right. it is interesting, and it and it can happen to me. <laughs> I will tell you uh, a funny experience I had, and I was a speaker for the hypnosis conference in New Hampshire this one year. So I uh, went. And we were marooned because of a hurricane, so I couldn't drive wow. home. We were we were stuck there. So I'm on the steps talking to a gentleman from California, and he was being flirtatious, and I was flirting back with him, never thinking that I was going to have my stomach expand. And mm -hmm. he didn't know I was a psychic. He knew me as a hypnotist. And all of a sudden, my stomach expanded. I yelped. He looked at me. I'm looking as to why this is going on. I see uh, two people taking an old gentleman up the steps. And I, I left the man. I went running to follow the old gentleman to see if my stomach was going to go out as I got near him. And it did. And what I learned is that he was in a house. He was asleep. And the water, there was a flood. And the water was piling up. And it, it woke him up. And they had to go and rescue him. Oh so, so had he not been rescued, he would have been harmed. So that's probably what happened is the spirit that woke him up was still around him and protecting him as he was taken to a safe place. And that's why I reacted. Of course, it ended the flirtatiousness that was going yeah, on. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of a bizarre moment uh, that I certainly didn't expect. But it was funny. you know, And, and it can happen anywhere I am. I don't have to be looking for a ghost if I'm having dinner someplace in an old place and a spirit comes by, it's going to happen. So you have, it's kind of like um, you're on call. Yes. <laughs> in a way. Yes. You know, very much so. That's going to be a little annoying at times. I would imagine. I mean, there's no, it's painful. It's not that it's not painful. You do feel it. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, because it grips you from low and it's almost like you're in a contraction, like you're having a baby and uh, not quite the same, but that's it's similar to what it feels like as it starts to expand. And then um, it's sometimes for me to be able to talk, I have to walk out of the energy where the spirit is right there. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if they're, especially if it's a male and they're gripping me very hard, you know, then uh, I have to walk out of it so I could speak. So it, it it's hmm. quite something. So um, I'm going to encourage our viewers and listeners, if you have a question for Jane regarding her career and how she developed and the things that she does, please type them in the comments over there. And Jane, also um, on your Facebook page, I noticed you do a weekly, um, you're doing a weekly video Right, different topics. Yes, because there's no way we can cover everything that Jane has done is and is doing currently. So I encourage you to look at Jane Darty Psychic Medium on Facebook, and you'll find some very inf interesting information. Her whole bio and her spiritual journeys and her crystal skull. And what did you want to talk to us about today? What did you want to tell us? I don't know. I didn't think about that. I figured, okay, let's see what you know they want to talk about. Um, let's see, what can I talk about? Let's talk about this new book. Okay. This is a book on intuition. Ah. It is taken from a different angle rather than, okay, here's how you develop your intuition. 
I'm taking it from a different angle and creating the five or six top mistakes we make that block intuition. Ah. So it's from a different angle is what I'm doing. And uh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. It's probably going to be about 75 pages long. So it's a long ebook, <laughs> to say the least. Uh-huh. And there will be exercises in it. And there is, you know, I find that people, even psychics, make a mistake because they'll say um, intuition and psychic ability is the same. And it's not. It's totally different. Uh, intuition is really what you receive for guidance for yourself. Psychic ability is when you can take intuition and bring it to another level and to be able to then focus and receive information on someone else and be able to predict. You can maybe, if you have a very highly advanced level of intuition, you could go into a haunted place and you might be able to sense a spirit, but you're not going to be able to say who it is, why it's there. That is in the psychic realm. But a lot of people make a mistake and they think they're the same and they're not. So so the book is different in that respect. And there are exercises in it. That's going to be very helpful. That's a, a very good thing. Uh, I can't wait to, to read that. That sounds very interesting. Because, you know, there really isn't, um, excuse me, there isn't a lot of, I'm, I'm sure you're going to agree with me. It depends on, you can tell where people were trained. Yes. If they took any training at all. What do you think about that? What's, what's your take on that? Uh, well, what I find today, which is so different than when I began, it's okay, here's a quick course and now you're psychic. Yeah. And, and I, what I don't like is that people are teaching straight mediumship right from the beginning. And I find that not to be good because you're teaching a person to make contact with spirit. And that's fine, except that they do not have the experience to discern enough. You're going to get into trouble down the road because, or you could when you take it from that angle only. Because you haven't had the experience and enough of a knowledge to be able to tell. You're not going to be able to tell if you're, you're, making, you're tapping into a negative spirit or is it the dark force when you go that way. But when it's rounded, like I teach psychic development, but we got to do it in stages. Right. We right. will not teach mediumship until you've gone through all the understanding and the basics of being psychic and predicting the future. So you understand everything. That to me is extremely important. That's um, a full that's a full metaphysical education. You know, that's really it, which leads you to other things. I mean you have to to me that's the basic. Yes, it right? is. You you can't expect. But you know, I and what I'm talking about, yes, you can teach yourself how to read the tarot and regular cards or things like that. What I'm talking about is the clairvoyance, you know, the uh, ability to receive images or to hear things or to sense things that are predictive and then, you know, also in contacting the spirit world. It's very different. Anybody can teach themselves cards. Anybody can be psychic. And I'm not uh, bashing the cards, not at all, because it's a tool. It's a tool. If they're using it 
as a tool to get into their psychic ability, you know, clairvoyantly, then it's valid. But if they're just doing a straight reading based on the cards, well, you can shuffle those cards, throw them out again and have an exactly different meaning. So there is a difference. But, you know, I'm talking about the clairvoyance and being able to receive images of the future. So when you began your psychic exploration um, and learning about this, were you seeing dead people right away? Were you seeing no. Oh. No. Mm-hmm. no, I started from the predictive angle. Ah. Okay. Is I went that way first, and it was just to um, be able to predict or just to see what I'm doing. And the the mediumship came after when I was doing the ghost tours at the spy house because people started asking me, please, please do a seance. And that's how I started. But it was not, I, I did not go into this first at all. Mm. And I'm glad because I, you just, you don't have the knowledge to be able to know what's coming out at you. And it's, it's you're right. It's, it's, people don't understand. It's not just, it's any spirits, you know, yeah. you have to have yeah. grounding, you have to have protection, you have to have, you know, you may not want to dabble in, I don't dabble that much in the paranormal myself. I stay with people's loved ones. That's my little niche. Right. But if you, when you're opening up, you can explain this. You don't know exactly who's out there. No, you don't. You don't. You don't know exactly. You know, how do you tell when it's a good spirit or a negative spirit? You have to have experience. You have to know yourself. And you need the experience of, of, of anything out there, you know, in the field so that you, you're aware of everything psychic. And then you can tell and discern. Well, I would know right away if there was something dark around me. It just would happen. You know, I would sense it immediately. And then I would know what to do. But without the experiences that I've had, I wouldn't know that. Because that was one of the things that fascinated me back when I was going to psychics. And, you know, they would say what they would say. And then they often would say, I don't know how I got this. You know, I don't know how I got this. And I go to myself, well, how could you do this without knowing how you get it? How are you going to know whether it's a negative or a, a, a positive? That always puzzled me. So I went from the point of view of understanding first before opening myself up in that respect. Um, so I'm sorry, my phone went off. <laughs> oh, it's a, I was yeah. afraid that it was going to that it was going to be my sister in, in South Carolina because it seems to be she always does that when I'm doing it. <laughs> When you um, you are teaching to me, so you're teaching, are you teaching online classes, Jane? Well, I'm going to. What I'm doing, just trying to shut this off. Sure. Uh, what I'm doing is uh, I'm, I'm going to probably start them in September. Because I've been so consumed with this writing, which I'm almost done with, I have a whole, I was, I actually was, had started a psychic development class here. And this was going to be my first group that I would eventually give them a certificate for so many hours of training in psychic development. And it was going to be like five or six levels of training that was going to wow. uh, And then it just got interrupted because of COVID. 
So what I have to do now is take my material and then try to redo it so that I can format it more to an online online classes. So I'm hoping that will go on in September. I'll start and then do that like once a month, you know, all the different levels that I was doing or how I'm going to try to do that. And then I'm also going to try doing a um, virtual seance online. Oh, awesome. So I'm going to work. How does that work? Well, it's going to be different. It's not going to be, you know, I'm not going to have my stomach go out. But then again, it could. I I can't say it won't happen as I'm sitting here looking at a person and calling upon that spirit to come through. You know, I could have a reaction. So you're going to have to do it on like Zoom. Obviously, we're not going to be in a circle holding hands. But I'm going to go through my whole procedure that I would normally do uh, in a seance and explain and and just see if there's any patterns that go on doing it uh, on Zoom. And I'll probably limit it to just 10 people so that I can focus on each person in, in receiving uh, a message or contacting their spirit loved one. But I'm going to do it exactly like I would do a seance with the prayer, with, with everything that I do. How have you found, um, when you began, I'm sure everything was in person. You know, this is... Yes, this is new for a lot of us too. You know, your seances, your readings. Um, we we did phone. You know, I'm sure we started with. You know, I that's how I started with doing phone readings. That was about as technological as I got, really. But now, how does this impact your work? How do you feel about doing Zoom and doing um, those kind of things uh, on the screen? I had a hard time initially on using a screen instead of a telephone. Um, I'm okay with it. I haven't done zoom yet. I haven't done zoom yet, but I've been doing readings on FaceTime. Oh, okay. iPhone, And I've been doing readings on Skype and I don't find a problem with it. I, I find it actually easy and I didn't think I would like, I, you know, was going to get nervous, but no, I don't see any problem with it. It's just a matter of, you know, focusing and not letting you know, that person in front of you uh, interfere. Because I'm not looking directly at the person. I'm glancing. But, yeah. you know, like I receive with my eyes closed. So, and I'm, when I'm, you know, doing the future. So I'm writing what I'm receiving. So I'm looking at the person that I'm writing down. I'm looking at the person I'm writing down. Exactly as I would in an in-person reading. Exact. That's exactly the way I do it. So I haven't found any problem with it. And I think that my doing the the uh, Facebook Live for the past yeah. months since the COVID hit, I think that has made me more comfortable. Yeah. The first couple, I was nervous. And, you know, I had to get my son in here for the technology to make sure I was doing it right. You know, he, he was in here tonight, too, making sure I was doing this. Yeah. Um, but now I go on myself. So I'm more relaxed about it. And, you know, that was different because I'm used to being interviewed. Okay. Right. On TV, you know, uh, you know, on a show, a talk show or on radio, the host is usually asking me questions on face, uh, Facebook. Nobody's asking me questions. So I have to present something for almost an hour that yeah. I'm yeah. 
So that's more difficult. Um, however, I'm okay with it now because I research and, you know, I'm, I'm very stylistic that way. My major in college was public speaking. So, and English. so I learned the way you make a speech is you really need to have all those points in front of you be so that you don't get sidetracked. And so I, that's what I do. You know, I research and I know what I'm going to talk about and the points I'm going to make that I want to make. And you know, because there've been a various topics I've done. They're not just on the psychic part. I did things on hypnosis and really on affirmations and positive thinking. I did a lot of things at the beginning and now I'm starting to go more into the psychic, trying to keep people calm during the COVID, trying to help them understand how they could use visualization to heal or to protect themselves in ways that. So I was very focused on trying to calm people down in those topics. Now I'm, I can uh, branch out and get more into the ghosts and the psychic part and things like that, or the spiritual part, spirituality, higher consciousness, things like that. But I, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with it. So I'm glad, which I thought I, I would. Do. That's great. Not everybody adjusts that well, you know, and I just figured it's funny how spirit works there. No matter what you do there, you know, that's so interesting. I just was, I had a request today for a bachelorette party. Oh. I'm not doing anything in person and it'll probably be several months before I do it because I am at high risk. Uh, so yeah. My son will let me out of the house. <laughs> so, oh, okay. And but what this was is she was requesting it by Skype. Ah, so I thought it was very innovative, a, a psychic party on Skype for her bachelor for this bachelorette party. And it turned out to be somebody, I guess, from years ago. I did a seance at her mother's house and she was present. So it's kind of neat. You know, I'm looking forward to that because that is a neat way of being able to do it. You get a couple of friends together. You know, you're, you're comfortable with right. friends, just a small little group, and you still can have a psychic party, you know, that way. It's great. It's, it's really helping us, actually. In this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different way of doing things. I've always wanted to do the psychic development online. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I needed help from my son. You know, it's, it's that type of thing. So now it's forcing me to do it. And the reason I wanted to do it online is because you reach more people. Because over the years, you know, there's people out in California. There's people all over the country who would love to take a psychic development course. Right. But if I only did them in person, you know, I couldn't do it. So now I can lend myself out there to be able to do more. And that's what I'm going to do. That's fabulous. I, you know, I think it's great. That and a basic uh, palmistry course. Oh. I that would be a lot of fun. That's a fun thing. Yes. Past life workshop, things like this. That oh, that's great. Fun. Yes, I met, forgot to mention that you do that as well. You lead people in past life regression, discuss their past lives. And I think that's a very uh, good healing tool as well. It's hypnosis, relaxation, past life. I think those things are very. And you even can do, and I knew people were doing this, but I hadn't done it until now. Uh, doing hypnosis online, doing hypnosis on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, because you just have to hear, you just have to listen 
and I'm putting a person in hypnosis that way. So it's kind of interesting what you really can do online. Yeah. That you would never think of before. And it makes you um, feel global. I mean, we're, then we're all, it's true. We're all connected, you know, and you can be global. You can be talking to people halfway around the country, around the world. So that's great. And it gets you out there talking about out there. Let me, let me ask you something else. There's one question I have to answer here. Is your event in September in Maplewood still on? Somebody's asking your live event in Maplewood. Yeah. They said they have a September. You have a live, a live event in Maplewood. No, I don't have. Okay. You know, maybe, they're reading, maybe they're reading something that happened two years ago. Oh, maybe, maybe. Because I did um, a show in Maplewood um, in September. So that's what they might be reading. Oh, okay. Because it wasn't, you know, a lecture on spirits and then going into the audience uh, to determine if a spirit was around someone and making a connection. Okay. Like a gallery. Other than that, I don't have anything. Uh, I'm supposed to do a seance at the Burlington Prison November 7th, but I doubt whether I'm going to be doing it. Um, it. Just because we don't know what's going to happen yet. Right, right. And I think that we have to get through the fall and the winter. Um, We're going to have the flu and this return. So it could be really, really bad again. Right, right. What what do you think that you did uh, predictions? You originally started with predictions. What do you what are you thinking? As what's your impression about this uh, COVID? What's okay? My impression. Okay. Will we? Well, there's two ways of looking at this: how I think it really happens, or um, how I think it's going to go. How I think it happened. I really think that this was some sort of an attack. I think. Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. That was my first reaction when I first heard about it in February. And I felt that there was a mishap in the laboratory, in the Wuhan laboratory. And that was not told. And then as a result, it was the not telling is where it became more of something that was propagated on purpose to bring, bring us down. Okay. Uh, that was my first thing. I don't know if you keep up with all the research or not, but I do. I do a lot of, uh, you know, looking on sites on the internet. You can't get the news on the on the uh, main news. You just can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you don't always get it on cable either. I I go and I find things on various sites that I read online, and the newest research that they've done is indicating that this is not did did, did not jump from animal to human, that it's coming from the laboratory. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think down the road, we will find this out um, because the latest research is indicating that. So that's one. Two, I truly feel we will have a cure. We will have the therapeutics that are um, necessary. And the vaccine. I'm more excited about therapeutics right now. And yes, the vaccine, there's there's wonderful things going on uh, that they have found in the uh, steroid that can be given. And now there's a new one that can be given through the um, um, nebulizer. 
that's finding that it's reducing debts by more than 50%. That once they do that, they come out of, they come off of, you know, that, that death sentence type of thing. So I'm encouraged. I, I feel that, that uh, it's going to be fine. And I judge it also by what my gut tells me. Like I was able to maintain calmness throughout all of this and trying to make others calm. And the only reason I was able to do that is because psychically I felt that we would, we would overcome this, that it, it, we would find what we need. And we just had to get through a, uh, a period of it. And I, and I think that, you know, I just want to get through the winter. Yeah. Because we're going to have the flu at the same time. Right. I think I may have had it. I'm not sure. And I may go get a test. Uh, I got very, very sick at the very, very end of December. Yeah. And I went into stages where it got worse at the 10-day mark. Looking back, I had no appetite because nothing tasted right. It was like I lost my taste. And I um, had to have, I had I don't know how many steroids, two steroid shots, a week of steroids, 10 days of Leviquin, three weeks of the nebulizer, three times a day. It was horrible. And I was weak. I, I couldn't walk up the steps. I would pull myself up. One night, I almost woke my son up and said, get an ambulance. And I was going to tell him where my will was. That's how bad I felt. Wow. So I suspect it's possible that I could have had it. They, they didn't check me for the flu. It was not the flu. I know it was not that. They said I had pneumonia, bronchitis, and inflammation in the head. And they said I was just filled with inflammation. And that's what COVID does. Yes. So, You're not the only one. Um, no. A few other people that I believe had it as well. Uh, so I think it was in this country before December, like even October, November. Yes. You know. I too. I think uh, they just, because they didn't let us know. And because we have, we're such a global country, you know, uh, the whole world, uh, the travel, it brings everything. And, yes. and and I often go to a market here in South Plainfield that's all, you know, Chinese. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a very small market and the aisles are very tiny and you can't, you know, go through. And um, I think that's where I may have picked it up because, you know, they come and go, they go to the country, they come back. Right. That type of thing. So um, yes, but we'll get through this. It it will be, it will be okay. Um, What do you think? Do you think that you believe in the theory that, they're, the people that have passed from this uh, terrible COVID, would they have made a group contract to do that? Um, I don't believe in that myself, but people ask me this kind no. of stuff. No. no, I don't feel that that was a group contract to die at that point. Okay. Um, my view has changed. Years ago, uh, I when I started really studying reincarnation, in karma and things like that. I would have looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Today, I look at it differently because our bodies are uh, not perfect. 
and therefore it is our bodies that that can't fight it through whatever you know we do in keeping our bodies healthy so i cannot feel that this comes from you know uh, a karmic situation or a contract that they elected to do that i think it was just a unlucky situation for people you know to be there and i think what this has done is brought attention i always look at what can we learn from what's going on and i think what it's done is brought attention to our health and ways to become healthy and to think more about this in in warding off diseases because we can if we do, you know, healthy things. Unfortunately, our medical society, our medical, they don't teach us nutrition. We didn't learn nutrition. You right. know, little bits of it, but we don't know what we know now. And your regular medical doctors, you know, don't know it either. Um, but it is, it's just like I have, um, I almost died twice because of loss of blood. And it doesn't come out of me. It, it, gets absorbed by the body and my blood count went down to 5.3 I think it was 5.6 which is almost flatlining and I didn't know it um so what happened and then it happened again like 18 months later and what I uncovered is that your um anti-acid drugs which I was taking Zantac 24 hours a day because it was a prescription for GERD. And what I have found, and I first learned it uh, reading through some medical things that I get, and then approached my doctor, and she said they had just discovered that because she was in the research in the hospital at Robert Wood, that what happens is your your body, your marrow, makes the, the blood, the blood cells, but your stomach is what carries it into the bloodstream and it needs acid to carry it into the bloodstream. So I was completely without acid in my stomach for about five, six years. And wow. that's, you know, what caused it. And it, it caused like a pinhole leak somewhere in my body. So, you know, whenever I hear someone being anemic, I ask them, are you taking antiacids? And they'll say, yeah. Uh, okay, let me tell you this. You know, it's, um, so, you know, so we're not taught these things. We don't right. know. Right. Given the pill, you know, this is the answer. Mm -hmm. And then it does something else. Who would think it would do that? You know, over the counter. So that's what I feel. You know, that it's, so we're going to start paying attention more to our health. Especially after this, when all the instructions and every the discussion of COVID, nobody knew mask, no mask, did this. They didn't even know how we got it. Or you really have to take your own health, uh, be personally responsible. Yes, yes, and I think this is what people are going to do now. They're going to, yeah. you know, I know I am. You know, I'm reading everything. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm, you know, all of these things because it made me aware of of how bad it can be and we can do something about it that's the thing we we really can mm -hmm. so uh, i think that's the, the silver lining to this and the other silver lining i feel is that they're going to find as a result of all this intensity uh for a vaccine and everything they're going to find cancer cures this is what's going to come out of it 
So that's the silver lining. Uh, Please check out uh, Jane Doherty's Facebook page, Jane Doherty, um, Thinking Medium on Facebook. She has a lot of interesting information on there. And I think that's where you're going to be streaming your shows when you get back to that. So please check that out because you cover many, many topics on there. Very interesting. Very well. You also work with um, New Jersey Paranormal. Yes, I do. Society. So I, I've seen that. I've caught that show a few times. That's interesting, yes. too. Is your favorite thing above everything the crystal sculpting? Is that your favorite? Uh, no. no, crystals, they just happen to be ancient. When I got them, didn't know it. And uh, I use them in my readings. So the the other aspect of it came later. Uh, it, it's very fascinating in the things I've done with it, even been in a cave in, in Mexico, a special cave with the skull and having light come down. So there's a lot of things have gone on, but it's not my absolute favorite thing. I think I like doing, uh, I think I like doing the, the ghost investigations for people mm-hmm. because it's solving a puzzle. I like to solve a puzzle. And of course your readings, because you are solving things for people. So I enjoy doing that. It makes me feel good to know I'm helping a person or helping a spirit. That's always been my, my goal too. So. Good point. Because uh, I wouldn't say it's a rescue unless you would call it that, but there's a reason people are spirits are trapped somewhere or still there. Uh, There are many reasons, and that's something to address. That's the next thing I'm going to do. That's actually what I started was a book on questions and Mm -hmm. answers to the spirit world. Because there's a lot of knowledge I have from all these years of doing it. So I really wanted to do that because I want to, I'm getting older, I will say that. So I don't want to leave this earth before I have certain things done. Because I've spent... 35 years studying this when nobody else was. And there's a lot of knowledge I want to be able to leave and give to somebody because then I would feel my life was a waste because then I did it just for myself. And that's not what I wanted to do. So that will be one of the next things I'll tack. I had already done a little bit on it, but then I got sidetracked into this. (laughs) And also, um, you know, you're leaving a legacy of everything that you've learned and it was, not easy like it is now. You can just jump on the laptop and or you right. call someone, you know, now there's societies and people are connected and sharing. At that time, people weren't really, it was limited. The resources were very limited. Very, very limited. You, you just, there wasn't out there. And, and but as a result, I've learned to, uh, I really understand psychic ability. And I understand the spirit world because of all the years of doing it and, and, and coming from this angle. When I do the book on the spirit world, it's not because I've read other books and I'm, I'm no, everything I'm giving is purely from the knowledge that I have from the 35 years that I'm doing this. So I, I want to make sure that I'm able to give, because I, you know, I disagree with some psychics and what they say. Yeah. Yeah, I always disagree with Sylvia Brown when she said a spirit guide is never a family member. Totally disagree. Okay. Uh, because over the years I have found on many occasions a a loved one will come in 
and mm-hmm. be a guide for a while. They get permission, especially I find, let's say, grandparents with grandchildren. A grandparent mm-hmm. will become a guide for a while to that grandchild. So, um, so there are things that you know I disagree with. That was and and you know, of course, you've learned through personal experience. Yes which is the best way probably to learn. Um, let me also point out your website. It's just www.janedarty.com. Yes. Go on there. You'll also find all of her information on there. Talk about your readings the moment. We have a couple minutes left. When people book a reading with you, are you reading them psychically and your spirit loved ones? And um, I'm doing both. Usually what I'm doing is I'm doing a psychic reading for the future. Then when we get to the question and answer part, their questions, if they want to take it into the spirit world, then I'll connect with someone for them. That's how I do it. I don't do it just straight mediumship. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a few of them that way in person, but doing it this way, I haven't done it. But I do. I first do it that way. So we do it in the the uh, question and answer most of the time. And you're clairvoyant. Yes. Mm-hmm. What I do is I always say a prayer first before I do a reading. And what I'm doing is uh, I'm I'm actually writing whatever I'm receiving is I'm writing down. I'll get names that they're going to meet in the future, things like this, mm-hmm. and um, and then I'll give it to them, interpret it, and then they get to ask their questions. I think that one thing I do want to say, if I can get it in, is being psychic was worth it just for this one reason, because of saving a person's life at the time of 9-11. I had a client that would always come to me for readings, and she lost her job, and she had a new one offered, and I begged, pleaded with her not to take it. And that's not my personality. And I kept saying, I don't understand what I'm getting, but I see it's either going to collapse physically or financially. And I didn't know which. Day after 9-11, she called me to thank me for saving her life because the company that she was offered the job with was Cantor Fitzgerald that she never took. Oh, okay. That's a re- because I begged her not to. Isn't that amazing? Your so, whole life of this could yes. have been just for that one moment. Yes. One yeah. life. So yes. that's what exactly. Absolutely. That's amazing. Well, Jane, I want to thank you for being with us. It's been an honor just to chat with you again, and I hope it won't be so many years. I hope you'll come back. Oh, absolutely. Whatever. Lots of blessings and health, and I can't wait for this new book. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Come back next week. Mr. Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, will be joining us on In the Psychic Flow. Goodbye for now. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.